you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Previously on DDFP. Rhoda, please come here for a minute. I want to ask you something real quick. Rake everybody one through four in terms of handsomeness. You put Rhoda on blast just a minute ago. Like, that's what we're talking about. Right. He's a bad puss. <laughs> Some people like bad guys. I like the Joker. Joker's one of my favorite characters. How long has it been since this many teams were undefeated after week five? 1941. Oh, good. Good. See, I Ian just likes making up stuff. <laughs> I've said that Andy Dalton will never win a Super Bowl. Is that fair, MJD? I'm an Andy Dalton fan. Man, Andy Dalton made me a believer uh, yesterday. <laughs> Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program available on iTunes. Stitcher, NFL.com, YouTube, so on and so forth. And as always, presented by McDonald's all day breakfast, every day. What's not to love about that? I'll tell you what I'm loving. Well, I'll tell you some other things that I'm really loving. But I, I love in general that week six of NFL is here. As you can see, if you're watching us rather than listening to us, Seated to the far left over there. You watch him on NFL Network, chopping up all the news. It's Patrick Claybon. What's the poop with you, fella? Just love being here. Love being here, and I I'm love it. So, I'm so excited about it. that. And then also, all the way from London, England, he is our resident Miami Dolphins fan. It's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? I am very well indeed. Thank you. Dad. I bet Good you are. Here. You know what? My heart is full. It's been empty, but it is filled once again because in Studio 66, or at least on the monitor behind me, we will be talking in a matter of moments with one-time Lombardi winner, okay. two-time Shecky Award winner for our favorite football playing guest, 
A.J. Hawk of the undefeated Cincinnati Bengals. It is a banner day. Rejoice, a national holiday, I declare, for the Czech Republic. I can't wait to catch up with Hawk. Also coming up, of course, Claybon filling in for the usual Elliot Harrison here. We're going to do the Red Challenge flag pick segment. This is when you two go head-to-head in trying to divine who's going to win the biggest games in the NFL. In week six, we have a new Worst plays in NFL history. This is a hot bit that people really seem to be enjoying quite a bit, so stick around for that. And, of course, Football Baby, speaking of red hot, he continues to roll. He is now 12-3 and on the season. I think that makes him, what, 43 and 14, yes. 44 and 14, yeah. something like that. Certain math. I'll check the math on that. <laughs> I don't know why we're not rejoicing about this more as a nation, as a world, that a one-year-old baby is this keen at picking football games. But either way, stick around. If you want to make all the right picks for your games, you're going to want to see football babies' picks. All right, let's uh, let's get to it then. We're they, not the worst place. No, no, no. What are we doing right now? We're doing... Oh, I want you to interact with us. That's what I wanted to mention to you before anything else. I'm looking at my notes here. Yes, hashtag at DDFP so you can join in on the conversation. That's what I wanted to say. And I will say some listeners have been joining the conversation of late. And listen, I don't mind the critiques. I welcome the critiques. Some people have mentioned that from an audio standpoint, they feel like some of the visual stuff we're doing isn't translating. We are working on it. Black tie behind the glass, Emma VP, Will, and the goth kid Gothard all doing gangbusters work with video, really making the show look great. If you haven't checked it out on YouTube or NFL.com, I encourage you, Nate, demand that you do so. If you are a consumer strictly for audio, we are trying to work those kinks out. We appreciate you sticking with us. We're already evolving a little bit. Uh, we're a little bit better than we were a week ago and, a, and uh, the week before that. But we are an imperfect machine. I'll also 66. say this though, Shaq. If you're if you're listening to the audio, check out the video too. Some great stuff. I just on said there. some really really good stuff on there. So. I agree. Emma VP in particular has done yes. some great stuff. So yeah. I added a few things that really jazz up the visuals, um, and uh, so hopefully you'll get a chance to look at that stuff. But I understand some people prefer to consume it via the audio. We are not going away from that. We're not uh, ditching doing that, or we're not. That's not secondary to us. We're just trying to work it out. Yeah. All I'm this, saying this all is, sounds like the worst Bill Belichick press conference. <laughs> but just for Hank's open alone, it, it's worth right. it. I mean, that, I, and let's be honest, that's that is actually where a lot of the money has been spent this year. <laughs> like we we put a budget of three or four hundred thousand dollars together to to produce that open. So if you're not looking at it on YouTube, you're kind of missing out on the whole point of this. Idris show. Elba, who handsome right. Hank right. for the next James Bond. Let's we start also that do campaign. these uh, still not to come graphics, which is like your regular TV. You see the coming up and still to comes. We uh, Emma VP does a spoof of still not to come, so you got to check out. You They're great. Know. They really are great. They're very good. All right, so let's get into it. Week six of the NFL. AJ Hawk coming up in a matter of moments. Right now, we're presented by McDonald's, so let's talk about who we're loving as we go into the week. Who are you loving? And you know what, handsome, you're more of a regular. Let's start with our visit. Okay, that's fine with me. I'm loving Todd Gurley. How can you not love Todd Gurley? The Rams are on the bye week, and so this is a guy, a a fellow ACLian, as you know, we're we're all... You're an ACL guy. I'm I'm an ACL. Really? Yep. Todd Gurley, all, all I don't move fast enough to hurt my. That's that's always the the silver lining <laughs> yeah. of uh, of being sluggish. And so I'm I'm loving the the Todd who has really changed the complexion of the Rams. Gets, yeah, gets a chance to have a week off because people will see him running it 
at 21.9 miles an hour and, and assume that, oh, well, he's 100%. He's not. And it's going to be a while before he's actually 100%. And so for him to get a chance to have a week where the swelling can go down and he can focus on him, I think it's a good thing. I don't want a scary it. thought that he's going to get better. Because he was, I mean, look out, NFC, look out NFC West. I, I will critique you since we're in the critiquing mode right now. You love a guy on his bye? That's really not a very great... <laughs> I know, what, is that a great way to get excited I, I, for week I, I six? I love that he has hey, his bye. He's sitting on a couch this weekend. How awesome. Listen, I get, but I do hear you, and I do think a couple of things. First of all, in a, when he's in L.A. Ram, it's going to be exciting to be watching him. That's <laughs> yep. a great piece to yep. get excited about Los Angeles. One. Two, you know, if the Rams had just beaten D.C., which is, I mean... Big if, but had they done that, if they were sitting there right now at three and two, there'd be a lot of noise being made. And I don't think they're out of playoff contention. In fact, we talked about that with Rosenthal and Hanzoos on the last episode. Go back and dig that one up. Gangbuster stuff, chopping up the undefeated power teams and, uh, and the Arizona Cardinals and how they fit into that whole mix. Handsome, how say you? Who are you loving? David, here's what I'm loving, okay? Um, the, I don't know if you've heard, but this week, the Seattle Seahawks will be hosting the Carolina Panthers. I have heard. The same thing happened last year. Last year in week seven, so a week later than this, the Panthers and Seahawks played each other. And the, everyone was criticizing the Seahawks and saying, you know, obviously coming off the Super Bowl win that time and saying, I don't know if, they, if, if they're going to get it done. They don't seem to be the team that they were. Uh, they went in, beat the Panthers, won, I think, 11 of their next 12 games, obviously went to the Super Bowl, and then we all know what happened after that. I picked the Seahawks as my Super Bowl team. For the, as from did the, I. From the NFC this year. So I, maybe there's a little bit of hope in this. But <laughs> I, I think that what you're going to see is a Panthers team that's undefeated going to Seattle, get smoked by the Seahawks, because I think they are starting to put it together a little bit on offense. I, we talked about it in the last podcast that maybe their, um, their defense has been, has been uh, better than everyone thinks that it's been, but the offense is really struggling still to click. I think it's going to happen for them this week, and it's going to be the start of a role that goes through at least to the playoffs. Well, the Panthers' defense is very, very, very good. And mm -hmm. people seem somehow that's one of those defenses. And, they, and really, there are a lot of defenses emerging. We keep talking about Denver, and uh, it's it'll be interesting to see the Jets come back after a bye. We've forgotten about them a little bit. But that Carolina defense is for real, too. So, you know, this could be one of those 3-2 uh, kind of right. final And scores. they get Keekly back. Yeah, get Keekly back as well. well. Yep, and, and uh, Marshawn Lynch on the other side of things. And uh, number one. My dark horse uh, MVP candidate to this point in the season, why everybody's getting distracted by Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, Cam Newton carrying that offense single-handedly. What do I love? I love the month of October. It is, I mean, really, this is, this, is, this is where it's at. If you are a sports fan, pro football now, we have a sense of who these pro teams are. College football now fully into conference play. That's when it starts really getting good. The weather with the, well, you know, we're not here in Los Angeles. But like most of the, degrees. Yeah, I know. But most of the country, the weather's getting crisp and the leaves are turning glorious colors. And you go out and you tailgate before the game. There's nothing more fun than that. Baseball playoffs. NBA, you know what? By the way, the, the only thing I don't love about baseball, aside from my Pirates already being eliminated, is this backflip nonsense? Can we stop about the backflip? I mean, the, the, you're you're hurting your own sport here, baseball. When you keep talking about, be, don't I respect the sport. He, you're allowed to be. Just, just know this, curmudgeon. If you don't like the backflip, you're more conservative than Bill Belichick is on the subject. Because Belichick says, hey, it's hard to score in pro sports. 
but you should be happy and you're allowed to show it a little bit. The thing so. I, li I like about the curmudgeons, though, if not for them, the bat flip discussion wouldn't be as fun. Like, I wouldn't have appreciated <laughs> you need to have the as haters much. Because when, yeah. you know, Batista gives that extra little flip, I felt like that was him. Yeah, saying, rare is the fun. opportunity can to call this. other people squares. And yeah. so it gives me that opportunity. As a non-baseball fan, can I, like, the way that I try to understand this is it's really about the how hard you would be spiking a ball after a touchdown seems like the the equivalent in the NFL. Right. Be like, you can spike it quite hard, but if you spike it too hard, we're going to penalize <laughs> you. So Gronk would be like a 15-yard penalty after every touchdown. Three shakes is too much. Right. Too um, yeah, and uh, and by the way, it's not, you know, you know the Damashek's world isn't consumed entirely by sport. You mm -hmm. know, I enjoy the game called life, and a big part of my life is television. The Nick is coming back. I think it's already back. Is it back? No, Did I miss it? Yeah, yeah, it hasn't premiered Sorry. yet. Sorry, uh, uh, the, the, um, the Leftovers is back. Last Man on Earth is back. There's much to be excited about mm -hmm. right now. So, all right. So that's what I'm loving. And now I am very excited. Fellas, stick around. We're going to get to it right now. Let's get to our visit with our old pal, A.J. Hawk. Well, if you've been listening to the DDFP for any amount of time, you know that my heart is full. It's been empty for too long, but he's back finally. He is the host of the great Hawkcast, a tremendous podcast that interviews everybody from philosophers to astronauts to me, which was probably the low point in the show. Also, hawkslocksforkids.org, go to that one. He is a one-time Lombardi Trophy winner. He is a two-time Shecky Award winner for our favorite football playing guest. It's A.J. Hawk. Hawk, what's the poop, fella? Not much. I tell you what, you're, uh, you might be the best ever at introing a guest, so I really appreciate it, Damashek. It's good to be back. Well, at least I have something going for me. However, I'm not 5-0 and like you are. How's it going in Cincy these days? It's been fun, honestly. I mean, 5-0, and yeah, is, is obviously uh, makes everything a little nicer, but I don't know. It's just been a great, there's a great culture going on here. It's, it's a new place for me. My first year here, coming, uh, coming off nine years in Green Bay, you know, I didn't know what to expect coming in, but the guys have been just amazing from day one. You know, coming into this locker room, you can, uh, I don't know, there was like an energy. You could feel that guys are just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's really close and it's, it's a lot of fun, honestly. It really is. Hmm. Did they, so nobody did like in Mean Girls and make you sit in a bathroom stall to eat your lunch the first week or two? Not yet they haven't at least. So hopefully I've, I've, I've gotten past that initial hazing phase. But uh, hopefully, you know, coming in as, a, as the old guy, you know, gets a, a few of those little minor details out of the way. So they've been very welcoming since day one. So I really appreciate it. So really, though, you say it's a nice thing. How weird was it, though, that for like the training camp or whatever else, going at nine years in Wisconsin and all that, was it a strange transition or do people, what's that like? Because anybody else starts a new job, you know, you have to go around and meet people. I think when we forget about that with football guys that, yeah, you still are a human being. And is it odd? Uh, I mean, I would say, honestly, just the first day was kind of weird. It's like going to almost like a new school or something. You just don't really know the schedule. You don't know exactly where your meeting rooms may be. Um, and you don't know everybody on the team, obviously. I've, I've watched and, and seen a lot of them on film and played against a lot of these guys. But to actually be in, in here and, and a part of everything, it, it's, it was odd, I'd say, the first couple of days just because you're trying to figure out where to go. You just follow the pack like you're a young kid and going to your first day of school. But... 
after honestly the first couple of days, it felt like I'd been here forever. It just feels normal. It feels right. So it doesn't hurt that I'm, I'm an Ohio guy and I grew up about 45 minutes north of here. Let's talk about this in the meantime. Andy Dalton has been dynamite so far this year. What I, but what I've noticed about him is he has a different swagger, and I think that star, starts at the top there. You used to have the golden locks, and that copycat Clay Matthews makes all that hay. Now, oh, I have the long flowing locks. Hey, copycat, you stole it from Hawk. Now, Andy Dalton, the key figure of your new team, seems to have taken some hair lessons from you. Any truth to this? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, Andy kind of had that that little whatever style he has going on when I got here. When it's I like a crew April, cut. April 20th, yeah, with like a lot of, he's got a lot of good volume in there, you know, and obviously being being a redhead, it, it, it stands out in the pack, you know, so it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think I give him a lot of credit for. I've seen him in the mirror putting whatever kind of paste or whatever kind of hair product he has on, and he looks good though, man, don't you think? I think he looks vastly superior to what, I mean, it was like a, I don't know if it was like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber kind of hair before, but now it's like, yeah, he's got a fro hawk not unlike you. I feel like you probably inspired it. I can't take credit for that. I mean, he, uh, but I think he definitely takes pride in, in it, and uh, I respect him. <laughs> I respect him for that. Do you say anything to him? I don't know. You've been around the NFL long enough that certainly your word carries some weight even in a new locker room, do you go to Andy Dalton and say, listen, I know Aaron Rodgers personally and professionally. Here's what he does. Maybe try some of that. Do you, do you legitimately have anything like, here's some tips that I learned from Rodgers? No, because the, the one thing that I think anyone would agree is that unsolicited advice is pretty annoying and nobody wants any of that. I'm not going to go to him and tell him something without him asking me questions. I talked to Andy a lot, and from when I got here, I realized how good of a guy he was and how big of a competitor he is. So um, if he's asking, asking me questions about guys I've played with or things that you know offenses do that, that are tough for defenders, I, I'll answer them and give him my opinion. But I, I do not give unsolicited advice to anybody. I'll say that, that's where you and I part ways. I give advice to everybody. I don't wait for them to ask. I just tell them how it needs to be going forward. That's where we're I respect different. that. I respect that from you. <laughs> Trust me. That's that's why we get along because the yin and the yang of our relationship. I see. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So Cincinnati chili or Wisconsin bratwurst? Well, I grew up in Ohio, so Skyline chili is a, is a staple here. Even though I, I haven't had. Um, I'm I'm kind of weird, man. I haven't had like red meat or chili in seven, eight, nine years probably now. It's, I forgot about on. that. Right? Yeah. You don't yeah, need that. I don't. But I'm not a vegan or anything, and definitely not that. But I. Uh, yeah, I'm just straight chicken and fish, man, all day. I don't care myself for the Skyline Chili. I think that's one of the more overrated regional delicacies. Mm, see, I, I have to disagree with Soupy. you on that one. When, when I was in high school, that was that was our thing, man. We'd have uh, we got to leave for high school lunches. We'd have an hour break, and we would go on like Tuesday or whatever day it was, and you could have all you could eat conies, and we would sit there and just see how many cheese conies you could eat without puking. <laughs> that leads me naturally to this question. What's your favorite kitchen utensil? I'd say the steak knife. A steak knife. You know what's a good one is a spork. Because get, you get half spoon, half fork. It can take care of most every need you have. When but it that's comes not to exactly, that's not a kitchen utensil. That's like what you get at Taco Bell in your to-go packet. 
I, just, I, well, I don't know where you do your shopping. I don't, I'm going to send you a sport <laughs> for Christmas this year. How about you that? Have you know what? Sports in your drawer? Can I give you? Can I? Well, yeah, I do have one myself, but it's mine. I'll send. Uh, I'll send Hawk his own sport. What about this though? I've been. I, you know, I don't play by society's laws. You know, I, I'm not just going to let it stand still, leave well enough alone. I say that we as a society need to embrace bowls as the primary delivery system for our food. You know, why eat your dinner out off a plate? All right, if it's a steak, you have to cut the steak. But for the most part, aren't we better served using a bowl than a plate? Yes, that's something that I agree with uh, 100%. I actually think cups should be the, the number one thing we were served food in. That, I eat, I'd say 95% of my meals out of a cup just because it's so easy. Uh, you know, every morning I get put a bunch of eggs in my big 20 ounce mm -hmm. cup of the Gatorade cup we have here and you can carry it around easier. Um, I mean, the only thing really that you can't eat out of a cup or bowl would, yeah, even if a steak, cut your steak up and put it in there in little pieces. That's what I do with my kids. Wow, that is just tremendous, Hawk. I do the very <laughs> same thing, I really do. I deliver, I, in fact, Sometimes, because I'm like Robin Hood for food, sometimes I will take, when they only give it to the people that are on shows and stuff, there. If we here's a spread of food, I'll make a cup filled with sausage and I'll give it to, to everybody else. I'll say, here, it's a cup of sausage, everybody. And they hail you Give it me. to, to uh, producer, to Black Tie, right? To Black Tie, that's exactly right, who sends his best along. So does uh, the rest of the gang, uh, you know, everybody's excited. Who, Hawk, I think we've talked about this before. <clears throat> who would play you in a movie? Denzel Washington. Denzel. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Outside the box choice. Do you think you're going to heaven? Yes. You are. Hey, are uh, somebody who who is in on uh, the DDFP regularly now regularly is Maurice Jones Drew. He feels like that you guys have some weird acrimony from the field. Do you know, do you, are you aware of that? He feels like he's like, yeah, I brought your name up to him recently and he said, yeah, he and I don't get along. We, we had a couple of things, you know, when we, uh, when we were playing against one another. I honestly, now that you, you bring it up, I, I didn't think about it until right now. I think years ago when I was playing down in Jacksonville against him, I think he got mad at me for think. I think he thought that I was like using him to, to get up off the ground. You know, refs will tell you, hey, don't use the <laughs> ground. Don't push up off the running back. And that, that might have happened at one point. Just I didn't even mean it. If he I'm sorry if he uh, feels that way. No hard feelings, Maurice. I have a lot of respect for you, obviously, as a player. But I think he's great uh, on everything he's doing with NFL Network, too. So if he uh, if he wants to, to mend it, mend the fences or whatever you want to call it, tell him I, I'm, I'm here in my uh, my number is is open and I'll answer his call any day or I call, I'll call him. I'll, I'll reach it out to him, man. I, I love Maurice. Wow, that's great. Maybe a future guest on the Hawkcast even. That would be a that would be a He'd be awesome. He's a great personality, man. Talk, go get him. Keep on rolling. We're happy for you. Stay healthy. And uh, when you're done, all that we need out here in LA is you. You're the only missing piece at this point. We're all set to go when you get out here. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. You guys are, are awesome. I, I watch your stuff, Damashek, and don't don't sell yourself short. You were awesome on uh, when you came on my podcast, man. It was it was great. I got a lot of good feedback from that one. Hey, there he is, everybody. The great AJ Hawk. What a pleasure. What a pleasure as always. And really, like I say, that's not jive. I mean, he, he may just end up stealing 
the Shecky Award for a third time. Who knows? By the way, programming note, the uh, the pie-off, pie-off four is on the way. Claybon, you're officially invited. Handsome Hank, there's been some noise. We do the pie-off here the week of Thanksgiving each and every year. This will be our fourth go-round with this one. Your ticket of admission is your pie. You cannot yeah, attend right. if you don't bring a pie. This year, I guess I'm going to bring a McDonald's apple pie. But Ooh. Handsome makes a nice pie. He's always right in the running there. The ladies, Hanzoos, Dan Hanzoos' ladies make a pie. They've won two straight years. Black Tie always brings some junk to be allowed to attend this thing. <laughs> or actually, you didn't bring one last year, Black Tie, did you? And you were kicked out. No, I didn't bring one because I didn't produce that show, I don't believe. I was, uh, was well, You weren't allowed to produce man. the show. That's right. You weren't allowed, <laughs> allowed to, to produce, produce the, the show. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't chicken and yeah. egg. This yeah. is very much, we know what the chicken I like was. bringing to someone different. I had a Jamaican patty once. Yeah, that was disgusting. Right. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was grotesque. <laughs> it was, I'm sure a real one would when be good, but you got one, one from a from like 7-Eleven. He got one at the, yeah, he got one, he got one from the gas station and wants to. You got an authentic, like, Centinella Boulevard. Yeah. Yep. And then Jamaican he fed it. Once more, he fed that to a vegetarian. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But already, you know, just a little a little bit of advice for you here before we get to the Red Challenge flag picks, Claybon. You know, I was talking to Necktie Milner, the first producer of DDFP, by the way, and also a keen competitor last year. He really he made a bourbon pecan pie that, that was one of the great yeah. pies of all time. Came up a little short last year, but he said, "Oh, you know what? This year, I think I'm thinking about bringing an apple pie." And I reminded him, with all due respect to the McDonald's apple pie, I'm the one and only voter in this competition, right. and apple pie ain't my thing. Go cream pie. Think custard pie. Right. Think coconut cream. I, I've got an idea. I don't. I don't want to spoil it, but I, I have an idea. I was initially thinking savory pie. But Savory pie? I, you see, I think a meat pie. You want to go with a shepherd's pie? I'm not going to cry about that. In yeah. fact, I'm going to You're gonna down rejoice. for a meat pie but a beef patty? Come on. <laughs> Quality of the of whatever it is, is is the issue. You brought something from a I convenience patties, store. Bro. All right, let's get to it. Speaking of spoiling stuff, get ready, everybody. Your week six is about to be spoiled because before we make our picks, here is the master himself. Football baby, did you see Gary Barnage last week? I covered it in the Sheck Report. Gary Barnage essentially birthed the football mm -hmm. baby. Yep. While football baby, the original football baby, felt a little bit like that was, uh, you know, his intellectual property. So he basically showed Gary Barnage and the rest of the world how to do it as he made his week six picks. Take a look. Football baby, the baby who picks football games. My creepy voice aside, I feel that is one of the top two That's or three a good most one. delightful yeah. When you talk about upset picks as well, that he was actually upset about making the <laughs> <laughs> the, the crying for the Bears-Lions game, yeah. I understood. Like, yeah. I, he somehow, I think, thought, like, I'm going to make you watch this game. Right. No, no, yeah, you just you have to have pick to it. it. Don't exactly. worry. You're not required to look <laughs> at that one. That would that would be unfair. That would, In fact, I might be visited by some, uh, some city officials if I forced right. my child to watch that terrible Strong game. knocks on the yeah. door. So there you have it. Football babies picks. And, fellas, that means it's time for us to get into it. It is time... For the Red Challenge Flag Pick segment. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red Challenge Flag Picks. All right, let's start off. Bills, Bengals. There is the history of the recent history of teams coming off of a game against the Seattle Seahawks. Even if the, if the defense isn't as mighty as it has been in the last couple of years, they do still beat you up pretty good. Claybon, again, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals. 
we don't know if Tyrod's going to play. And when you, whenever you sign Josh Johnson, that's like a sign that says our quarterback is hurt. We need Josh Johnson. And so he's, you know, got his travel bag. He's in Buffalo this week. And that's why I'm taking the Claybon, apparently you aren't familiar with the Red Challenge flag <laughs> segment. You're supposed to just state your team and then let the would-be challenger offer up his commentary. I'm sorry for that, Hansel. That's all right. I'm that's embarrassed. Right. I, not as embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for Patrick. Right. I am too, but well, let's pretend it didn't Yeah, happen. he threw the red challenge flag at himself. That's, yeah. the, that's the only way he can salvage any dignity. Handsome, your response. Dave, it's been a while since I've been able to, I think almost three weeks since I've been able to get my red challenge flag arm throwing right. motion going, but I'm going to have to ah, it now. The, uh, the Bills could be missing their triplets, and I wonder, you know, we, you, you talked about triplets during the offseason and, and maybe revisiting that list at some point during the season would be a fun thing. Tyrod Taylor, Shady McCoy, Sammy Watkins, all three of those guys are questionable for the game. And I don't think that anyone's beating the Bengals without that type of sort of explosive offense. Well, it would be wrong of me just after I celebrate A.J. Hawks, resurgence in Cincinnati, undefeated and everything, it would be wrong for me to pick the Bills. I'm going to pick the Bills. I, I, I <laughs> Listen, Nobody's going undefeated. No, EJ Manuel. Somebody where, has to lose a game. Wilson you, teams lose. That's what happens. The, the, the notion that, wow, you're crazy to go against this team. Teams lose games. Yeah, they yeah, do lose, lose games, games, but they lose we're talking games about this particular game. They lose games to better teams. Somewhere down the line, the Bengals are going to lose a game. I have no doubt. Probably will be in January at some point. But I don't for a second believe that this Bills team, without those three pieces, is going to be the team that beats them. I think that the Bengals, at some point, these are human beings. At some point, there has yeah, to be a letdown. Point. The big rally against the Ravens, then the big rally against the Seahawks. There's going to be a, a natural letdown at some point. The Bills have a great defense. And, as I mentioned at the top there, the Seahawks, the, the week after the C, you play the Seahawks, teams have a knack of letting down there physically, and so that's why I'm going to take the Bills there. And by the way, the Bills are a physical team as well, so the, the, the double down on playing a really mighty defense like that, too much for the Red Rifle, I say. I don't remember you making picks being part of the Red Challenge flag segment either. I know, I've added it. It's all changed. It's all my fault. Right. It's a fun new wrinkle I added for 2015. <laughs> all right, let's get to the next game here, the one we've been buzzing about a little bit here, the Panthers at the Seahawks. Handsome Hank, how say you? Okay, watch that stuff. I think the Seahawks are going to win the game. The Seahawks. The Seahawks. They might be the best. That, the Seahawks might be the best of all 32 NFL teams for Handsome to say. This, the Seahawks are Seahawks. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, that's not a it, bad it was, one. It was fun to hear Hank say, as it's fun to hear Hank say anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it, my reaction to his actual pick is to ad it adorn him. Wow, that was, a, that was a very gentle throw. But nonetheless, I like how bold oh, you are. Is it because Football Baby took the Panthers? It is mainly because Football Baby took the Panthers, and he's taking the world by storm with how accurate he is with his picks. But it's, it's really a testament to the Panthers have found a way to win games, and the Seahawks have found a way to lose them. And we look back at their last win. If Calvin Johnson is carrying the ball in the other arm, that's that's another loss. For, I also think winless Lions you at know, home. If you heard Cam Newton, he doesn't seem to. You know, he's not affected by the mystique of the Panthers, and I, I mean of the uh, of the Seahawks in the clink. And I think that's a legitimate concern. Some teams feel before they mm -hmm. get there, we have no chance there. But of course, as we've been covering. Pretty extensively here. You know, it goes way back to a few years ago when Carson Palmer went in there and threw a bunch of picks, and they still won. They, the Packers really had them beat. The Lions just had them beat a couple weeks ago. This is not the same home field advantage it was a couple of years ago. 
And Cam Newton and those Panthers, I feel like, based on their comments, know that they were right in that game. You know, history has covered up the fact that last January the Seahawks took care of business. But really, if you look back at that game, oh, yeah. they were in that one. And I think they they feel probably like they let one go there. I think they show up, but I, I think the Seahawks, I mean, they just plainly can't lose this game. I mean, they... I suppose they can suffer a loss and still get to the playoffs, but you know, you know, getting down to two and three, two and four, that's uh, a spot they're not going to want to get into when they're chasing the Cardinals. They're good, but those it would be two and four against three teams that would be undefeated at this point. And so there's no shame right. in it happening, but again, but by schedule and everything else, you don't want to sit at two and four. And as I always say. The team, unless you're hot garbage in the NFL, the more desperate team tends to win the game. So I'll take the Seahawks for that reason. Arizona Cardinals, Pittsburgh Steelers, Patrick Claibon, how say you? I've got the Cardinals. Tula. Handsome. Oh, you almost, almost started analyzing it. Yeah. Good for you. I also am taking the Cardinals. I think that... From, I, look, I, As from a what Steelers saw, fan, I don't like that. From what we saw on Monday night, I unless Michael Vick has suddenly been given the go-ahead to push the ball downfield, not just by by Todd Haley, but, but you know in his own mind that this is something that he can actually do and doesn't need Ben Roethlisberger to call one play a game where he's allowed to, I, I, I just don't see how... It's very... It's very simple to defend against that Steelers offense. Basically, you're saying we've got to, we've got to worry about Levin and Bell and nothing else. Well, I mean, I, I, I hear you and in the simplicity I mean, of yeah, the, the, the thought process is we have to take 26 yeah. away, but of course that's harder, harder to, to do, do especially say. as you say, if they landed on something late in that game, Pittsburgh, that Mike Vick, let's keep in mind, it's not the short stuff that uh, makes them dangerous. It's getting them out of the pocket and, and threatening to, to go up top or if those safeties come up to try and stop him or, you know, if you if the safeties do move up to stop number two, he'll throw it over your head and uh, I if you don't, he can still burn you with the legs. All that said, listen, talk about a desperate team or a team that wants it. Bruce Arians wants this game. Remember, yeah. the Steelers retired him three or four years ago. Then two two weeks later, he reemerged with the Colts saying like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not retired at all. That's just what the Steelers want. He then has thrived ever since, maybe as the has, best coach the, in the NFL. Is this so. the first time he's played against the Steelers since he's left the Steelers? That's a good question, and I really should one know the answer know to the that answer one. To, but but luckily, our producer's listening, and he'll have the answer for us I, right now. I'm pretty sure no is the answer no, to that I'm pretty question. sure he won't. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's been the head coach. I'm, I'm almost positive that the, the Colts Cardinals, didn't play him. The Colts didn't I don't play. think that they did that, right. uh, that year there that Pagano sat down for a few months to take care of his health and Arians took over. Either way, I'm taking the Cardinals here. I think Mike Vick gets picked off a couple of times um, by Patrick Peterson and Honey Badger. So, you know, so, some combo will uh, will drop Mike Vick here. But for the record, he and that offense hasn't turned the ball over, and um, so that's good news. And that's and just because the Chargers were so surprised that he was throwing the ball directly to them and they didn't actually have to make a play on it. It's kind of true. Hitting them in the hands, they are like, whoa, whoa, you realize I'm not on your team. It's the right move to not rush Roethlisberger to get back out there. Right. Had they lost on Monday night, maybe it's different, yeah. but they're 3-2. and two. They can suffer this yeah. one, then they have a big four-game stretch, including the Bengals coming to them like we talked about with Hawk. Next up, the Chargers... At the Packers. For this one, can you treat us like we're your football babies and ask us to choose? Oh, I will. Okay. I would like to say this about the Chargers and Packers, you know, because I got a little bit of heat on Twitter for talking about the Steelers side of Monday Night Football. There wasn't a lot to say about the Chargers except two things. One, Melvin Ingram looks like a banger. He's got some fight in him. For uh, He reminds me of Chris Johnson except more rugged. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he is willing to lower the head. Melvin and, Gordon. 
Melvin Gordon. What did I say? Melvin, Melvin Ingram. Ingram. I get Think confused. Two Melvins. Also, on the same but team. also had a good game. Yeah, he's yeah he's an intriguing pass rusher, and when he's right, the defense is different. But Phil Rivers, put him in the Hall of Fame. Let's. I don't want to continue this yeah. debate for another ten years of whether or not he's worthy. He is a Hall of Famer, and the rest of the team is the issue. They're, they're just they're lacking personality. But he's got uh, a ton of the it, discussion. Obviously. And let's not get into it now. But the discussion about Phil Rivers being in the Hall of Fame will go will be protracted. But I agree with you. It shouldn't be a question in the end. All right, handsome. There's no reason for this to be protracted. Chargers, Packers. Choose. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Um, sure. I say that the Packers will win the game. Claybon, I'll say you. Choose. Packers as well. Yeah, I got the pack too, <laughs> and that'll put the Chargers at two and four, and probably out of the playoff chase. But who knows? You know, who who knows? With the, Phil Rivers, I love that gunslinger in him, and st- that that he keeps on going and. Uh, that ball was not his fault that got picked uh, Got picked sixth, really, by all rights. The Chargers right. should have won that game in a lot of places on Monday night. But then again, Pittsburgh should have beaten the Ravens the previous Thursday night. So anyway, all's even there. Here's the one that seems like most people are excited about. Pa- I, I think this isn't going to be a very fun game to watch. <laughs> but Patriots at the Colts. Claybon, how say you? The Patriots. Handsome Hank, how say you? Yeah, let me let's let me throw this somewhere a long yeah, way away from away Patrick. Like, this is this <laughs> this one is not just going to be like who's going to win. I think the Patriots are going to hang fifty points on the Colts, and I think wow. they're going to embarrass them. And I think they I think everyone in that organization, because of the Flategate, because the Colts were being talked about as the you know the AFC representative for this year in the Super Bowl for months after the Patriots had had won the Super Bowl, and I'm sure Bill Belichick can find a way to make it feel like he's been disrespected about that. I think the Patriots have every motivation to not just beat the Colts, but to really beat the Colts. Well, motivation and all that, and all 100% valid, mm-hmm. but also it's a perfect storm in terms right. of matchup. Nate Solder's out for the Patriots at left tackle, but no matter. Who are they playing? They're right. playing one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Vontae Davis is legitimate, but that's a sort you know, that's a very Belichick Brady kind of thing to solve is that, you know, whereas other teams are obstinate about that, yep. they'll just not go at Vontae Davis yep. or they'll they'll figure a way to isolate that and, I don't and think he's, I don't actually don't think he, you know, I took us through his top five corners uh, earlier in the week and he wasn't one of those top five guys, and I still don't think he's a guy that you just don't throw the ball at. I suppose, but either way, I, you say fifty, I'm, and I'm not jiving on this. I think sixty. Sixty. I think, I think they are going to. I, wow. Not that they don't always try to score every time. We know that from Belichick and Brady that they're always trying to do that. We remember what they put. What's their all-time best? Sixty-three. They, they hung did on, on the Titans on the a couple Titans, of years ago. And they wore like the old. Six, and it, it was. It was. It was. They were wearing the old uniforms. It was in the snow. It was in the snow in October. It suddenly snowed in like mid-October, and they were like, "Okay, let's just wipe." There this will team be off no the snow to hide under. Hide under if you're the Colts. The right. game's in Indianapolis after all. I'm telling you, I think they are going to do their best to humiliate the Colts as thoroughly as they possibly can. And I don't know if they're better off with luck or Hasselbeck, but it really doesn't make a difference this week. I think they are going to I think the Colts are going to get housed. If it's within four touchdowns, my jaw will be on the floor. Well, the the only thing that may keep them from getting 60 is if luck is really having difficulty pushing the ball and so it's all checkdowns, all short stuff and they 
run the clock enough to keep them to 40. That would be my that would be my strategy if I were the Colts. So let's just keep running it and just spin the clock as much as we possibly can. Next up, Giants at the Eagles. Now, this one is intriguing stuff in the NFC East. No one's out of that division because no one is great so far. Who picked the last one here? You, uh, handsome, you're up. Giants at Eagles. How say you? I have picked the Giants to win this one. Claybon, how say you? Listen, remember, I like some drama here. Listen, conflict is the okay. heart of drama. All right, well, then, you got one. then here, let have me. To. But if you're going to throw it, throw it. Uh, you don't toss it at them. Well, these, okay. Yeah, oh, there you go. How's that's that? a throw. That's a throw. I, I will. I will. Sw- I will switch my pick, and I will take. <laughs> I'll take the Eagles. Peer pressure. Because just got no, to no, it's 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 not just peer pressure. It's it's looking at this division and what it will take to win it. And you see the way that Dallas is floundering. They've they've got Matt Castle is coming in as the savior. And Brandon <laughs> Wheaton hasn't won a game starting at quarterback in his last eleven tries, which is something Troy Aikman did also, but. We're, we're talking about Whedon here. It's very interesting yeah. that we're focusing on Castle and Whedon. They're, they will have no hand in this game. Well, the, the hand that they do have is hope. They, looking at what Dallas is going through gives the Eagles hope. I see. From where they came yes. from. Yep, that's couple, right. Just a couple of weeks ago that there is hope. With They'd be season. out of it if they were in the NFC right. South, right. for instance. right? Yeah, but absolutely. as it is, they're right here. And the Giants lost those games with some clock management, and they have gotten better. And that's, that's why I initially was leaning that way. But thinking about it more, the Eagles have... Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, consider, no Prince of Mukamura. That's bad. That's a bad place to start now. He's down for a while. Mm-hmm. And they don't have. They may not have Beckham. They definitely don't have Cruz. I mean, listen, the, the, people just go with uniforms too much. Like, well, they've been good, but yeah, but they're missing now pieces well, also, that can help them win games. The Giants are one uniform you don't want to go with because they haven't ever been. You know, even throughout the Tom Coughlin era when they've been winning Super Bowls, they've not been a particularly consistent team. And a Giants team that that will have an incredible comeback like they did last Sunday doesn't necessarily translate to the next week that that Giants team showing up again. I'm going against what some smart guys who. Play played the game have told me this week they said you watch this chip kelly thing is going down just because they pulled it out in the second half last week does not mean that that's going to continue to roll i'm going against those thoughts and saying that in fact by sticking with sam bradford after two straight picks thrown into the end zone the fact that chip kelly stuck with him turns the corner for bradford turns the corner for the locker room that they now see chip kelly has the starters back like that i think that matters and by the way, I keep saying what it, but the, the Eagles' defense is sneaky good. I say Eagles take that one. What if the locker out. room is thinking that he should move on from Sam Bradford? I don't. I, I get no sense. I mean, uh, valid question. And I think the fact that I'm sure half the guys on the sideline, at least, when he threw that second interception, probably thought to themselves, "Well, that's the end of." Bradford. Now we're going to go to Sanchez here. The fact that he didn't and it worked out imbues the locker room with some confidence in the head man's decision making. I wonder if though the the locker room who've seen Sanchez play on that team, it would be different if it was a backup quarterback that hadn't proven it and hadn't done it for them. And look, we all, I mean, I don't think Mark Sanchez is a a top quarterback, but he's not. I agree with you about that. (laughs) That team has seen him or most of the guys on there because a lot of them didn't play for the Eagles last year, but they've seen him do it in that offense. So I would suspect that some of them would say, but wait, why would we stick with this guy when we know that that Sanchez has at least had an opportunity and has proven himself in this offense? Well, my answer to that is that you saw Sanchez do it in places, but when he got against a good defense, he fell apart. You've seen the ceiling of Mark Sanchez. You don't know how good Sam Bradford is in this offense. Real quick, let's take a look at my picks for week six. And uh, you see, I took the Browns. 
at home mm -hmm. against the Broncos. I like that Bron that Browns defense. It's not a cakewalk. You can run on it, but I do think that's a good defensive battle there. Couple real bad games. <laughs> Dolphins at Titans. I'm sorry, handsome. That counts as a bad game I these would, days. I wouldn't disagree. Ravens at Ravens 49ers. A sad, one. sad yeah. rematch of a great Super Bowl from a few years ago. And by the way, one of the most underrated Super Bowls in history. Yeah. People don't count that one in their top like four or five. Go back and look at that one. Yep. That's a dandy. It's got it's everything, including the weirdo blackout and everything else. Yep. As we look back, I, re I, I invoke the past. So let's wrap it up here with our thanks to A.J. Hawk and to you guys and everything. But I do want to show you this. Remember, we talk about the clink and how devastating a matchup it can be to have to travel up, travel up there. Even before they got the newfangled uniforms, they had the old newfangled uniforms. You remember the Beast Mode run? Oh, how can The you famous one against the Saints? The 7-9 and nine Saints. Oh, no, the 7-9 and nine Seahawks hosting the, uh, the New Orleans Saints there. Everybody remembers that, and you've seen it a million times, of course, but you've never heard it from the New Orleans Saints broadcast team. You know, it's a great play if you're a Seahawks yeah. fan. Not so great if you were a Saints fan or a Saints broadcaster. It's time for the latest installment of the worst plays mm. in NFL history. Yeah! Feel like we shouldn't be here in the first place, but to get the stop here, Saints get the ball back, you're going to feel good. It's a handout to Lynch, and Chandler have him. Okay, break that tackle. Now he's going to run through Sharp and Adele. Here come Porter. Oh, goodness, he done nose wide open, faded Porter there. And Lynch going to scamper into the end zone, dive in for the touchdown. And that going to make it awful tough on these Saints there. As Breeze take the hat off, put the helmet on, think about getting back to Burke. I don't know what he have in his left shoe. Must have been a chicken foot and a turkey neck in the right. Marshawn Lynch gets a hug from Pete Carroll. I remember embracing a young lady like that on Bourbon Street. Three minutes left, down by 11. Ain't looking good. Here we go, look at the replay. And Lynch take the handoff from Hasselbeck. And all oh, Chandler get cool on there. And it becomes a crab boil in a hurry. Look at Greer. What a mother not make that tackle there. And now Lynch going to treat Porter like some kind of kid treat a lightning bug when it scrape him on the street to see it glow. I have not felt a building shake like this since the biggest set of I done saw in the French Quarter three years ago. And I believe he done grabbed his there too. Much as I hate to say it, you can't beat that with a stick. I don't know what it is. Maybe it makes me a bad person that I kind of revel in other people's pain, but I, I just love those. I yes, love seeing it. It's a, a neat look into it, something. It takes you into the feeling. Yeah, yeah. You, it reminds you, you know what? There's a loser right. in, in, yes, in, in every exactly. victory. You know, somebody is feeling some pain out there. Anyway, so that's the end of the show. Dave, talking about losers, just very quickly, yes. you and Black Tie both asked me to bring something back for you. Oh, right, yes. And um, talking about losing things, so I just want to explain why I haven't yet given you, de delivered the, the gifts to you both that I uh, did. I wanted to bring something different. We've done chips or crisps from the UK. We've done candy, all that stuff. And I know you love pies. I was bringing you a pork pie. Pork uh, pie, I don't know if you've ever had a pork pie from the UK, but it's some kind of congealed pork mm. with, wrapped around with gelatin and then with a delicious pastry over the top. I mean, it's it, it's a sensational snack for lunch. You get about that big. It's like eating a big pork cake, mm. right? Like a pork cupcake. Pork cake. Pork so and it's pork cake, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that sounds pretty good, right? I get to uh, customs 
and um, a man um, on this side of the of of my flight tells me that you're not allowed to bring pork cupcakes into <laughs> into the United States and confiscated it from me. What? And I said I was telling him like you know this is a pork you're not allowed to bring meat products. And I got in I got I almost got kicked straight back out of the USA. <laughs> um, so th so and this was for you. Um, and so, but I was like, you, please just tell me, I don't like, I get it. I'm not allowed to bring it. I don't want to break any rules, but please tell me you're going to eat it. And so he's asked me to describe what it was. And I described it in exactly the same way that he, that, that I did just to you. And he threw it in the trash. What? Oh. I couldn't believe it. That is an outrage. Right. I want this officer's name. I, I nearly took his name down, but then I, I realized I should probably just. What? He's a yeah. U.S. Customs guy? He's a US did, customs did, he, guy. did he look you in the eye as he threw it? He looked trash? me in the eye and I said, look, it's, a, it's pork. And then you've got this <laughs> gelatin around it. And, then it's, and he said, I don't want that. And threw it in the. I, I love the I love the voice you gave. <laughs> I get the picture now with a voice. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. He I mean, he wasn't playing around. He didn't he didn't want to. And Black Tie, I said to you, I'd bring you some Maltesers, and I bought you some Maltesers, and I got them through customs, and I took them home and I ate them all. Oh, <laughs> that's personal. That's that makes sorry, me happy. At least. Personal. Oh. Man. Hey, you know what we did get, Black Tie? We just got a care package from the UK, didn't we? From uh, right. from Scotland, I believe. Scotland, that's right. Let's crack that one on the next okay. episode and see what's in there. Maybe there will be some nice vittles in there from yeah. uh, the UK still. Uh, I don't know um, how McDonald's feels about that, but we'll see. Feels about what? We're allowed to eat food, Open aren't up we? Open some new snacks. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll eat some. Uh, we'll eat some nice snacks. That custom. I can't believe that custom thing. Yeah. What you needed to do was see when he when he took that meat pie. What what he did was. Oh, by the way, let me just say again. Thank you to the great AJ Hawk and oh, a little sneak preview spoiler alert for you. That's not all with AJ Hawk. We have another bit that we shot with him earlier that we will have for you next week. Mm. So be on the lookout for that one. In the meantime, Patrick Claybon, Handsome Hank, great stuff from you guys. Great Thanks stuff so. from everybody behind the glass. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And don't forget to watch on Sunday, NFL Now Game Day Blitz. But back to what I was saying. What you needed to do was you needed to take that pork pie and, and say, hey, customs officer, here's what I would do with it. Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. 
It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.